<laughs> that hurt. <laughs> More verticality. Recording in progress. All right. Uh, welcome to the straight red card. See, I'm, my timing's getting better every time on that, right? Perfect. Now, the fact that no notifications went out about the show, like I didn't get a notification that the show was going to happen, and I'm a subscriber, and I ring the bell, and the whole, this is going to be really interesting to see what the hell happens. Well, so I got I got a notification that the show is going live just now on my phone. But oh. I didn't I didn't get the 30 minute warning, you know, heads up on it. But on YouTube on my computer, I can see both notifications. Yeah, it came up on my feed, but not in my notifications. So quite odd. This is bullshit. It sucks. It sucks. Although, you know, the show with Meg went really well. And um and you know, well. it's great having her on the show. Yeah, for two hours plus, man. We two hours and twenty five minutes of belief. Okay, we're idiots. Oh, um didn't fix my focus. It's not it's not all our fault. Meg wanted to keep going. She kept egging Brett on. So he just kept rolling. Um, you know that song? Uh this is gonna be the best day of my life. My life. <laughs> Which one of the worst songs ever written? I don't know why anybody ever listened to it or liked it. It's on a commercial they play constantly. Mm-hmm. Hey Chris, good to know. Good to know. Um this was not one of your best days, and you don't have to get into it if you don't want to. But <laughs> let's just say it has to do with children and poop. That's all you need to know, folks, because I've been through it too. Yeah, children well, and poop I suck. Won't go into any further detail on that. I spent the uh, the eight minutes that I had prior to show telling Derek this story. Yes, and uh, I almost I, feel I, like I, I, I can it smell it. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> on top of that, my uh, my basement. Was supposed to be uh, started uh, construction today. Yeah, it, it didn't start today. Um, I got to get some uh, some water people out here to check some potential damage or just signs of damage. I don't think there's going to be, but yeah. Well, so, yay uh, me! <laughs> I you know, yeah. Let's hope that's all that all works out. But um, you know we're going to go through Group A, but we're going to take your questions, and you can ask questions about whatever you want. That's fine. We'll answer those too. But we did want to get into Group A. But I do have to say um, that the whole Matthew Hoppy. Oh, okay. What? What? We're going to bring up Matthew Hoppy. Go ahead. Sorry. The whole fact that um, there are all these rumors being stoked around whether or not he's going to leave. I think he's got to leave, right? Because that team is not, simply they're not going to play him. So, yeah, Atlanta United was the rumor. And another unnamed MLS club, and that unnamed MLS club from a number of sources might be Chicago. Hmm, I don't think you need him. I mean, you could use him. We need another goal scorer. Yeah, that's true, especially if you're the guy on top gets hurt. Yeah, that would work. I mean, listen, I have nothing against him coming back to MLS on a loan, you know, and then going back. Depends on the length of the contract. My my issue yeah. with any young. Sorry, Uh-oh. I keep hearing ghosts. 
<laughs> I heard it too, so you're not alone. <laughs> so it sounded like a screech on a chalkboard. So yeah, I'm fine with this move, but you know, be beware of these rumors, honestly. I hmm. always felt like it was always Matthew's dream to go play in Europe. He's there. I think he'd rather go play in freaking Belgium or something before um, going to Atlanta or coming back to the United States well, and playing and in MLS. So. That's kind of my point to extend because if he comes back to MLS, is he signing that five-year contract or three-year contract with two extensions? No. I mean, that, that's going to kill his opportunities of really going back to Europe quickly, turning it around, which is, to your point, if he goes to, say, like, Belgium or, you know, Bundesliga 2 or just somewhere else that's a lower level where he's at now, um, he at least stands a chance of signing a shorter contract and also getting sold easier. You know what's so frustrating about this whole thing? Is he played for Schalke in the Bundesliga. Now, it was a crummy Schalke team, but at least he played. Yeah. You telling me Mallorca is a better, better shittier team than Schalke? Mallorca, they're going down too in relegation just like Schalke did. But you're going to tell me Mallorca has better attacking options than Schalke did. I just, I'm not buying that. And if you watch the games, you can't buy it either because they suck. Why not give this kid a chance? I, I just don't get it. It's so frustrating. It makes me want to pull my hair out. But uh, Neil Brown says that uh, Filippo said that all the rumors are fake. Some of them might be. Um, you know, and he's basing that, I think, on some of the other rumors we've heard before that none of them were like even close to being. I mean, how many Premier League clubs were mentioned were interested in Matthew Hoppy? Like crazy clubs that made no sense whatsoever. So, yeah. I think uh, Everton was one of them, and they were yeah. fighting off relegation uh, this year. Yeah, and they probably are going to be fine at this point. Yeah. The bad teams are being more bad. Although I have to say Norwich City really this weekend gave it their all against Manchester United and it was too bad to see them lose. But Sergeant didn't play, so I didn't watch much of it. So reporter. Okay. Uh so this is somebody else brought this up in one of the questions um, okay. on Twitter, and I I, I already had it uh queued up set up for it. So I was like, I figured that you'd find some humor in this. So obviously you don't know what this is because you don't have tw you don't go on Twitter. No, I've never I doubt you've probably this. seen this interview. So mm -mm. Uh, it's a twenty four seconds. Hopefully we don't get dinged for it. I mean, doubt it. The view of uh, developing the team, three games in an international break probably helps. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's busy. It's those are not easy either. But uh, you know it's good to get together and have three three games to play and continue to improve and get to know each other. And uh, yeah, it's fun. Well, question, Tom. How? Sorry, come in. Uh, you just had ten questions. Let him have a question. This right. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's like you just had ten questions. Let him have one. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Come on, dude. Don't hog the goddamn uh, questions there. Yeah, and, you know, on Pulisic not playing at all last game, I'm sure he was just getting a rest, you know. Mm. I'm back. You're back. Jose Reyes, $10. Thank you, Jose. We really appreciate, appreciate that. Uh, Matthew Hoppy is good enough to play overseas, just needs a good move. His agent is awful. I mean, that's pretty much a consensus across the board. I probably need to talk to some of Matthew's folks and peoples and his entourage or what if you 
whatever word you want to use and find yeah. out if he thinks he's awful too. <laughs> For me, it if he gets a good nations league, if he gets called, he'll find a team. Love you guys. Thank you, Jose. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I think he should be brought in a nations league. I Absolutely. think I think you know, give Polisic a couple games like the friendlies or whatever, but give him a break, man. That kid needs a break. He's been broken most of the season. He's been injured. Just give him a blow. Give him a rest. Not a blow. Give him a rest. Promise <laughs> not to stay blow anymore. Um, all right. A Robbie Fowler situation going on there. Who has a worse agent, Matthew Hoppy or Sebastian Soto? Or is that to be determined? I really don't think Sebastian Soto's agent did him dirty. I think Sebastian Soto did himself dirty because he was well in the Hanover picture for a while as a promising youth player. And apparently he became a pain in the ass and demanded out because he felt he should be playing with the first team and not Hanover two, and that he should actually be starting on the first team. And he didn't get along with the coach. So yeah, they sent him elsewhere and that didn't work out either. You know, he, you know, Norwich city didn't work out uh, mo- mostly because he can't, you know, get, um, the permits to work there. So, uh, he had to be loaned out to uh, Porto where he thought he also would be a starter, but then he wasn't even a starter for Porto B when they sent him down to the, you know, the young kids team. And so he's a little delusional and now he's at Livingston and guess what? He's not a starter there either. Livingston. Like we're talking like the dredges of no offense to Livingston fans, but come on. Scottish Premier League is Rangers and Celtic and maybe one other, two other teams near them. Not really that near. Kind of. Not even not even yeah. that near, yeah. But at least they're competitive on, at times. And everybody else is Skunk City. Trust me. It's not great. Um, so I hope that answered that question. Sebastian Soto's agent, I don't think, was the biggest problem. I think Sebastian Soto has been his biggest problem. Now we know Hoppy can be come off in a way that might seem problematic and arrogant when he plays. But other than that, I hear he's a great kid off the field. So um, today uh, we have any more questions? Where do we have? Oh, we got other ones. We'll bring up later. Um, we're, we're 10 minutes, 11 minutes into it now. All right. So well, let's we start, start this. Let's start by talking about Qatar. All right. We had them in the Gold Cup, and they did end up placing third in that Gold Cup. So that's not anything to sneeze at. Um, and they have some players that really, um, really impressed me during that Gold Cup series. Um, Akram Afif, Afif, to me, I cannot believe he was a Sevilla youth player. He played at Oipen in Belgium. But when he got to Villarreal, he never got a game. Then he goes to Sporting Gijon and gets like nine games. And, I mean, he did end up getting some significant time with Oipen the two times he's been there. But now he's back in, you know, with the team he's at now in Qatar. And it's just like, this guy is really good enough to be playing on a good team. Like, if I were an MLS team, I would have gone after this guy. He impressed uh, who, me that much. Which one are we talking about? Afif. Afif, Yeah. I'm uh, probably going to butcher a lot of names and a lot of teams in this segment, guys. So just put up with me. <laughs> That's quite fine. Um, but yeah, he, what he plays for Al Saad. 
And uh, yeah. Is, yeah. is it a requirement to play for Qatar? You have to be playing in their domestic league? No, but they don't have any other players playing. They have Some just... of those players have played away from Qatar for short periods of time. Do you think they're just getting uh, paid buka bucks in Qatar? Because, I mean, I imagine that they could still play. Some of them could probably still play in, like, lower divisions in Europe and get better competition. Well, I don't know about a Fiefs team, but I do think it's the best team in the league, and I do think it's owned by a guy who has, like... I imagine all the teams there are probably owned by... Yes. Oil barons and shit. Right. Very um, wealthy Yes, I, I would argue, I mean, without knowing the league or knowing any of the teams or anything like that, I'd probably say that El, El Sad is probably the best team because there's like, the 11, team. Yeah. like 11 players on their most recent call, uh, roster. Exactly. In. And, uh, you know, but they have players that have played other places. I know uh, Roro. Uh, <laughs> Roro was, he's Portuguese actually, <laughs> but he's been playing so, so long in Qatar that he became a, a Qatari citizen. So, uh, but he was a Benfica um, youth product. So he's got some experience there too. Listen, friends, Soto had the talent. His attitude sucks. Hoppy has talent. And when he plays, he is borderline stabbing people. <laughs> <laughs> it's Hoppy's agent. Yeah, Hoppy's agent is, oh, has not yeah. been good and not given him good advice either. Right that right team, and he is a starter for us. Bold, I know. You know what? If he's still at Chalka, and even though they're one league down, he's playing every game. And that's going to catch Greg's attention more than not playing at all. Mm-hmm. Although, I, mean, I, I, I will say that we were, um, in fairness, to hindsight, we can say that now, but we were all saying from the get-go, like, oh, I can't wait till I hope that Hoppy gets out. Hope he doesn't go down to Bundesliga 2. Hope he gets a different team. Because, you know, he's good enough to play, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and again, hindsight's always 20-20. Now I'm looking back going, yeah, yeah it probably would have been okay to stay. Bundesliga it it probably would have been all right because Schalke's – quite competitive in the you know two bundesliga so yeah or you know if one of the teams going up you know uh that sees that next season saw high potential in him and they decided since they were promoted they would bring them him up with them from schalke but those teams usually don't have the kind of money it would take to make that kind of thing happen but i don't i don't think that hoppy would have been that expensive so uh jared ferrera what has Stu Holden said? Stu Holden said, "Peep diddly shit, diddly do." He's uh, he's uh, he's, he's congratulating them on some wins from time to time. Minor, minor owner, very minor. Um, so yeah, he's not important. The other thing to keep in uh, to account, and I don't know if you want to bring up the Wikipedia page, World Cup twenty twenty two, and go to Group A. This stupid bug is flying around my room. I don't know what it is. Mm. It's very small, but annoying. Um, But if we go there and we go to group A, we scroll down to group A. That way people have some sort of visual as we we discuss this. Okay, hold on. I got to. We're starting at Qatar. I got to move my notes. Now, okay, granted Qatar is the home team. Will that give them some sort of advantage? Yes. Do they have other good players besides a thief? Yes. They've got Al Hados. I think he's a a 31-year-old forward. I was impressed by him. Roro, of course. Impressive. And, um, you know, has a good good background, uh, a good development background. So are they going to be competitive? They're going to be competitive. 
they're not going to be a pushover, but I mean, the teams they got to go against in this are just, can you blow that up just a slight more? Oh, uh, uh, for the players? No, for me. Yeah, for the like players. One, you, okay, for the players, I can, yeah, sure. I mean, when we do the oh. other one, because I can't really see any of that. <laughs> okay, whatever. Yeah, anyhow, those were the players that impressed me when I've seen them play. Um, but so, I, mean, yeah, I, they, they don't have a chance. I'm sorry. No, I mean, when they, they came, they came to the gold cup, they made it all the way to the semi semifinals, uh, grinding out res some results and then blowing away some teams. Um, yeah. they had they, against the U S they had several great opportunities, especially in the first half, but then they also gave up a lot of good opportunities for the U S when they didn't capitalize until yeah. the very end. And um, we didn't watch those well. highlights. I really kind of miss Joe Akini. <laughs> He does that. He was really good in that game. Um, but... Yeah, he didn't play. He's injured too now. By the way, <sighs> add another bitch. one to the list. Yeah. yeah. So no, I mean, as far as far as the advantages Qatar's going to have, obviously they're home, but then they're used to it, their entire team plays there. So I mean, they're obviously going to be adjust. Obviously, they live there, they play there, they're adjusted to the environment. That's going to play a factor, except for those stadiums that are going to have those motorized clouds misting everybody above everyone. Right. <laughs> Right, those. Um, <laughs> but they also got third in the uh, was it the uh, Arab uh, Arab Cup? Was it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Arab Cup. They have. They've done very well. They won the 2019 AFC Asian Cup. That's mm -hmm. impression. That's very impressive. That's not that long ago. I guess the point is they're a better team than most people will think. I mean, I think when all of us saw Qatar get that bid, we all thought Qatar. Who the hell are they? I've never barely heard of them as a soccer nation. Do they play soccer? Oh, I should have probably waited longer because suddenly they won the Asian Cup. So there you go. Now they're, you know, they, they've made sure to go out and recruit players, foreign players that have been playing in their league to play on their team. So they're not dummies. Um, mm -hmm. they'll, they'll be ready. I don't know how much of a home field advantage it's going to be because from what I've read, I mean – all uh, the United States leading the cause have so, bought more tickets for that World Cup than anybody else. You would think it would be the one World Cup people would be like, yeah, fuck that World Cup. That was those stadiums were built by slave labor. I'm not going to that World Cup, you know. Mm -hmm. But apparently, it's the World Cup, right? People want to watch a World Cup, and they don't. As really... it stands right now, it's every four years. So, and I'm not. I'm going to watch it on TV. I mean, does that make me a bad person? I don't I'm think I'm going to be so. sitting in the comfort of my house with uh, AC on. It's be nice and cool. Yeah. Depends beer, on... Uh, several beer that doesn't cost me like... Well, I don't even know if they're going to... Are they going to have alcohol in their stadiums? I don't know if they fix that or not. But uh, they must have. There must be like a, a, a month-long... <laughs> month-long do-whatever-you-want thing in Qatar. You know, prostitutes, beer, debauchery, and all gen its general terms. So we'll see, because I don't know how else that's going to work. I mean, uh, also, you know, it's illegal to be uh, homosexual in uh, Qatar, as far as I understand it. So what are they going to do? Like if people are openly, you know, saying, hey, I'm gay, but I'm from Germany. Are you going to, what are you going to arrest that dude and put him in jail? I don't think so. So they're going to have to have some self-control or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I've all these things we read in these articles over the years building up to this. It's been so long. I can't even remember the alcohol thing. I remember that article all about will alcohol be allowed in Qatar? 
And um, at the time, there wasn't really an answer. And then he had brought up all kinds of other social issues as well. Like, are these yeah. people going to be allowed to come? Because they're yeah. all banned in this country, you know? So I... I... I don't know. It was, it's one way or the other in the sense that they are only going to have alcohol inside the stadium or the alcohol is going to be sold outside the stadium. I'm not sure. It's one of the two. Well, like you could dry, drink in the privacy of your own hotel, but Probably. not in public. Yeah. That would not shock me. So you better get pretty, you know, nice and crispy before the game starts <laughs> in your hotel room. And uh, yeah. Uh, Whatever. I I don't want to get any any just, of the other issues. Don't worry, anymore. it's just aquifer. It's water. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's Qatar. Now they have beat since 2021. They beat Bulgaria. That's no great feat. They belt beat El Salvador. That's no necessarily great feat. And they beat Honduras, who we know are horrible. So I don't know what any of those wins prove, but they did tie Slovenia and Egypt. And those are two okay teams, pretty good teams. And then Northern Ireland uh, and uh, Panama. Panama's no pushover, and they tied them too. So, I don't yeah, know. It's just – it's one of those things where I think I think they're going to – again, I, they're, they're going to create chances. But I think by creating chances, they're going to leave themselves exposed. Yeah. And I think they're – I think uh, – I mean, when you're when you're playing the Dutch, when you're playing Senegal, I think you might get exposed, and you might get penal, uh, uh, penalized for it. Hell, even if you're playing Ecuador, you're going to sure. get exposed because let's go to their freaking roster. Let's move on to them because, you know, people, I think, underestimate them. But, A, they qualified right out of South America, right? Right out of Cottonball. To do that on its own is a feat. That is a tough group of teams there outside of one. Seeing a number of MLS, MLS players here. Yeah, there are. So people are going to know some of these people, but like they're real superstars. Let's start at center back. This Piero Hincapi. And if I mispronounce these names, don't, you know, take me to the shed. Um, But he plays center back on a regular basis. I've seen him play a number of times for Bayer Leverkusen. Don't worry, Derek. That's exactly how I would have said it. So you're probably fucked. (laughs) He's a great center back. He's really a, a very decently, highly regarded center back. By our Leverkusen, who happen to be a very decent team, too. By the way, mm-hmm. they're right up there at the top of the table right now, and he's a regular starter, from what I remember. And then you've got Angelo uh, Presadio, who plays at Gank. He was right back. He's been impressive in the highlights I've watched. Um, Javier Arenga, everybody knows him. He plays with the Sounders, right? Um, and he's one of their better players, I think, on a general basis when healthy. And then Carlos Gruezo, uh, again, another guy we've all know because he played at SC Dallas, but now, you know, he's at Augsburg with our boy Pepe. So, mm-hmm. I mean, these are players playing at a really decent level, like Gonzalo Plata, who's only 21. He's playing for Valadoid, which is a really good Spanish team, but he, people forget he played for Sporting in Portugal, which is one of the best teams in Portugal. So this is a loaded team in a lot of ways. Uh, you got Alan Franco, you got Angel Mania, you got Enter Valencia, who's maybe getting old, but he's still going to be pretty darn, darn good. So, I mean, just to sum it up, they're definitely at, I mean, talent-wise, they're the third most talented team in this group. And if they do end up losing to Qatar, it'll only be because of the crowd and whatever. 
you know? Well, not, not only that, but I mean, they're also relying on a lot of uh, very young players, young, promising players. Yeah. So, I mean, just, just glossing over some of the ages and looking where they're playing currently. Yeah, but some of the most key players aren't old. I was mentioning before. Yeah. Uh, and Cappy, I don't think, is that old. I mean, they're they're all the older players that they have. They're like in a <laughs> He's not old at all. He's 20. <laughs> is he? Is he 20? Yeah. yeah. No shit. Uh, well, I know Inter Valencia is old. I think he's 32. But uh, And some of the names we all recognize because they've been around the block for a while. He's 32, yeah. But it's not an old team. You're right. They have some youth. I don't just don't know how much of the youth is going to play. Obviously, Diero is going to play. So, Jose's back. If you remember, Qatar gassed out early against us. Yeah, I mean, well, that tra- travel must have been really difficult for them, too. I have to put that in there, but... A thief didn't gas out. I didn't think. Yeah, they. I mean, quite frankly, the way that we, the way that they play and they they press, 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 attack. Um, they're going to gas out, especially when they're in the semifinals at that point. Yeah. yeah having played what four or five games prior to that. Yeah, you'd think we would have gassed out too, and we sort of did because. Well, I mean, to an extent, yeah. but I mean, Greg does like to shuffle players around. Back then, he did. Guess so. those days are over, according to Greg. So, we'll see <laughs> yeah. how that goes. No and more the, line changes. Yeah. And you're right. There are some guys that play in MLS on this team, too. I don't know if we can focus in a little more on that, because I don't think anybody can read that, except for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't read a word. Yeah. Is that it? Is that, as, is that as good as it's going to get? Well, I'll We're, work on that. You read that. All right. Brian V, $2. Thank you, Brian. Plata and Saucedo are top young players for Ecuador. Yes, they are. And um, uh, Plata is, I think, 21. I can't read it, so I can't tell. But I just guess. No. Put put your old man glasses on. No, dude. I'm as close to the screen as I can get (laughs) without freaking people out. So. Is that better? There we go. I can see that. Yes. That's awesome. (laughs) So, yep. yep, There's uh, Xavier Arrega. Um, and so I'm sure we're going to see him play a lot, um, or some at least this of course depends on what formation they're going to play. And I'm not exactly sure what it's going to be. Um, so we'll see. Um, they got, um, Jensen Mendez from Orlando city. Uh, but you're right. Some, not a really old team. There's some younger players in this group. Yeah, the people you were mentioning that are like the out-and-out stars are the older ones. Yeah, at this point, I think you're gonna see, we're gonna see a lot of Gruezo during this tournament, a lot of Inter Valencia, and I do think they're gonna play more of a um, just a one-man high would be my guess. Mm-hmm. One-man high, so one striker, um, and then you know shit hits the fan later in the game, and might throw another one in there because um, they aren't bringing a lot of. Um, center forwards in this lineup. I mean, it is midfield packed, man. It has a packed midfield. Um, but yeah, they've got players playing in Mexico. They got some good stuff, and I think they are the third best lineup in this group. But then we get to Senegal, right? Oh, you're going back through some of their wins and losses. Yeah, I, just, I just went back to look. It's a good idea because you know they've had some good wins. They beat Mexico, as you have it up there. You know, I wouldn't call Venezuela a good win. They beat Chile um, and they've tied uh, Brazil. That's impressive. Brazil. 
I mean, even at home, that's impressive. Them tying Brazil. So there's some good results there. Yeah, what make what makes this group interesting is because obviously 95% of the people have basically Senegal and Netherlands going on. But I mean, this can there this could be the group of upsets. I mean, this group of upsets. Venezuela could beat Netherlands. I mean, I know Netherlands hasn't lost much in the since 2021, mm-hmm. but I mean, they go to the World Cup. Since their Europe expulsion. I mean, they improved themselves as soon as they fired Frank De Boer. Oh yeah, they so went. Are, from, are we bouncing the Dutch right now? No, I will go back to Senegal and and, and crush Frank De Boer in a second. <clears throat> uh, but Senegal, again, this is the most loaded team in the group, in my opinion, as far as. The highest ceiling, um, not a lot of old crusty dudes. You got the best, one of the best goalkeepers, if not the best goalkeeper in the world. But certainly, if you're going to argue, you have to have have him in the conversation. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kubali, the things he's done for Napoli, how good he's been, how consistent he is, and I mean, this is going to be a stacked ass group of mother efforts, dude. These guys are going to be hard to beat. As long as they stay focused and they have a plan, um, that's their only issue. Is is and that's been sort of the challenge for some of the uh, really great African teams in the past. Is like they're really great individual players, but it doesn't seem like they get the best coaches, um, and that sometimes they pick from like the worst of the failed European coaches and bring them to coach the African teams. And that doesn't seem to work. I don't think a lot of the European coaches um, have done a very good job there. Um, and I'm not going to name all the countries, plenty of them. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> hopefully who is the manager of this team? Can we look at that real quick up top? I forgot. I forgot his fucking name. <clears throat> okay. It's somebody who knows the team. Is that it? Yeah. I- I can't. Sure. Let me double check. This. Yeah, coaching history. So it's 2015 to present. He's a player. He's he a was. Former, he's a former player. Yeah. He's not some dude that failed as a player. Uh, click on Cisse for a second, because this guy is very familiar to me. Yeah, yeah. He's going to do good. He played Premier League. He played in France. It looks like I can't read all that. It's too small. There's a little PSG Montpellier. Yeah. A very exceptional player, coaching except, coaching exceptional players, and they've done well, obviously, in qualifying really well against some really good talent in Africa right now. Well, he also coached their uh, U23 beforehand, it looks like. Yeah. So he definitely knows the players. Any team with Mendy, Kubali, and Diallo is a kick-ass team, in my opinion. And there are so many other players I could mention. But why go past them? Because they're A-plus, uh, world-class type of players. Even Bunasar, who doesn't play that much for Bayern, so what? He's mm. still a... Yeah. You know, he had a lot of experience. I mean, geez, you got backups that, that are could start on most of the teams, um, could play on our team in many ways. Yep. Um, and then as you go down and you look at, oh my God, they've got, uh, um, Adresa from Paris Saint Germain. They've got, uh, Papa gay guy or whatever his name is at Marseille. Um, I mean, it's just Keita Balde 
I mean, they got just all these great players. Sadio Mane, Sadio Mane from Liverpool. I mean, this team has got mm -hmm. a high ceiling. I'm just putting it that way. And um, if they don't beat the Netherlands, I will be shocked. I will actually be surprised because I think they're a better team. I think their roster has a big high ceiling, whereas there are a lot of old guys on that Netherlands team. So, I mean, it's just my yep. opinion. Well, I mean, just uh, jumping back here real quick to their, yeah, some of the sure. results and stuff like that. They played the Netherlands. Go down a little bit more. No, they're playing. Oh, they're playing. It's okay. World, they, it's they, like, they, how they, did they, I miss that earlier today <laughs> <laughs> when I was scrolling through that? They haven't scheduled any of their uh, any games up until World Cup at this point. So, right now, these are just the World Cup games that are upcoming. They don't have Nations League 2 in Africa? Mm, I don't know. Of course they do. They have to. Mm -hmm. That what the yeah African Cup of Nations is that what that is basically? I guess. Or is that is that their Gold Cup? I think that's their Gold Cup. That's the African Cup of Nations is uh, yeah. the AFC tournament. I think Nations Nations League. I thought it was required that all of them do. Yeah, that. it's like their it's like their um, yeah, it's definitely their Gold Cup. Yeah. I'm not looking at the chat right now, so I don't know if they're, they're cut. Yeah, I wish folks, I'm just admitting some of my ignorance about African football. It's yeah. just not. Well, we can't. I mean, we don't get paid to do this. I mean, outside of what people pay us on here. No, it's it's also that all the African. Can't cover everything. All the African players that I know that are superstars, they play in Europe. So that's how I know African players, you know? And, um, you know, you have to go deep dive into the team. But we knew Senegal was good. We just knew because we knew Mendy already. You know, we knew um, uh, Koulibaly. We know, knew Diallo. We knew uh, – uh, we just knew the players already. So, mm -hmm. Nations League is BS. Well, it certainly restricts teams for – from. I don't think – I don't – so I, I don't think the uh, – I don't think the federations were required to, but once once – uh, once Europe went to the Nations League format, I mean, you're basically you limit the, the teams you can play, and it's just because they don't yeah. they don't schedule that many friendlies, if any, really. But some Nations, here and there. But Nations League is required. All the is federations it? are brought broken to those little groups, as far as I understand it. Mm, I thought everybody just sort of jumped on the train with it. I don't. I didn't think it was it was required. Because what's 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 the requirement? What's the point behind it? Maybe the exception is. Um, teams like in Africa, I'm sure there are teams that <laughs> can't travel or don't have the budget. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, there's been a lot of issues with the federations, a lot of the federations. And so I don't know. We yeah. don't get paid to do this outside of people. The people that pay us <laughs> is my new moto. <laughs> moto. F and A. Yeah, absolutely. But so, just yeah. to close, close out on uh, Senegal here. Yeah, uh, they hand they've been handedly uh, handing uh, handedly losses, handling handedly handing out losses to all of Africa. Handily and, handing losses out to other teams in Africa in a much very handled way. How many handles can this, we get in there? Is this their Nations League? Cost, I, this is this is again. This is me just exposing my ignorance. Now that's a South Southern African tournament. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Someone who knows about Nations League, tell us about why Africa doesn't have a Nations League thing up in their uh, thing. What's going on here? Um, you know, maybe they don't have one in like Oceania either, because like hell, 
asking Togo to fly to whatever other island, you know, several times a year. And how many different levels of Oceania can you go? You got good New Zealand and everyone else. Shit. So there you go. New Zealand A places plays New Zealand B plays New Zealand C. <laughs> that's that's group A or, or level A, and then level B is like every, every other every other single team. <laughs> All right. Um, so we've established Senegal. We think they're gonna be really good. Um, and I, we already talked about yeah, we'll jump on Netherlands here because once they got rid of the horrible oh, coach, one of the worst coaches ever in, on the planet Earth. Frank DeBoer, the most stubborn, arrogant son of a bitch that ever was given a clipboard. They fired him. He's gone. So we're good. They're good. They're already going to be better. So here is where he got fired. Just let me look at the history of uh, prior to him getting fired. I mean, they got some decent results there in Europe. Against Georgia, Ukraine, Austria? Yeah, I mean, you, you play who you play, I guess. But what they left in the round of 16, so yeah, maybe that that is... Latvia, that's no, that's no bueno. Gibraltar, yeah, <laughs> they tied Scotland. Now, Frank DeBoer <laughs> should have been fired. He's playing a, his usual predictable, stupid formation that he requires and forces on every team he he runs. Sounds familiar. Yeah, but I mean, do we really need to go through all the players on the another? Let's go yes. through some of them. Alphabetism. Yeah, we'll go through a few. It's a great. It, listen, it's a really good team. I mean, there's no way around it. Um, I'm just surprised that Tim Krul's really their best keeper. I mean, I like well, Tim Krul. Uh, I mean, Don't be wrong. Uh, I'm gonna butcher his name now. Yeah, if you made it bigger. Oh, there I can read. No, I can't read that. Sorry. Call him Jasper. Jasper, you wanna fuck it? Silson? Silson? Yeah, I. There's, there's probably some weird Euro pronunciation of the of the uh, ease. I don't know. Does he start at Valencia? You know I don't speak Spanish and English, I, please. I don't know if he even starts um, at, at Valencia. You got Martin Stecklenburg. You could call his ass up, but he's retired. You know? Uh, he's had 49 starts since 2019. That's not bad. It's not bad. Um, it's better than Zach Steffen and so Ethan Horvath. This, this was interesting because I wanted to find out who it was. I was, I was interested to see if it was uh, going to be uh, uh, Kroll. Um because I've you seen him play, I've seen him play a lot <laughs> watching Norwich. I know, um, but I was, it was interesting because I was going back through all the games, and uh, the Dutch seem to have cycled through these three—not these three. Sorry, he has not done a single cap yet. So I guess those two, and who um, else? Him, okay, and That's him fair. actually, okay. Um, so well. they, they've, over the course, of, like qualifiers and some friendlies and stuff like that. And even during um, the Euros, there's been four different goalkeepers playing, which not outside of what Berhalter's done. So, yeah, I don't know if there were injury issues. Sure. You know, I'm not an expert on Netherlands, nor are you. We just watch games like everybody else. So, Krul's honestly one of the best players on Norwich. That's true. He is. Yeah. And they could have lost by a lot more in some of these games if it wasn't for Tim, for Tim Krul. So, um, I don't know who's going to be goalkeeper, but whoever it is, it's they're going to be at least competent. Um, they've got players playing at teams like Juventus, Liverpool. I don't think that uh, – does Ake play that much for Manchester City? I don't remember him seeing him a lot this season. Is he injured? Uh, 20 appearances since 2020. 
Okay. I d- that's where I was like, I don't remember seeing him play that much for Man City, like maybe twice. And because uh, I don't watch every Man City game unless Stefan's playing, and I just rarely which see means, this guy. Which means you don't watch many Man City <laughs> I don't games. watch a whole lot of Man City <laughs> games if I don't, you know. I, I It's one of the teams I used to like back in the day until they were bought by gazillionaires and then started buying all the best players in the world, which is what I always fault Real Madrid for. I hate that about Real Madrid. They just go out and buy all the best players in the world, and they don't really worry about, you know, developing players as sort of an afterthought for them because they can go afford to buy whoever they want. Um, but listen, Daily Blint's still on this list. That guy's got to be, what, 30? Oh, he's 32. Two? Yeah. But he's, he's still playing for IX. He's Yeah, but he's kind of past his prime, and he was never that. To me, he never blew my mind when he was at uh, Manchester I don't know United. If still, I, don't, like I, said, I don't know how many times this season, I guess. I'd have to look at transfer market, I guess. No, he never blew my mind when he was at Manchester United. Mm-hmm. I was never like, oh, my God, this guy's he's a f- freaking keeper. Uh, not, and I don't mean go- goalkeeper either. So the defense, of course, you got Virgil van Dijk. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe the best center back in the world. So you got that. And you got – this is a solid group of people. Yeah, um, that's a it's a, a solid team. And then we scroll down the midfield. <laughs> I'm not sure why, but I looked at this and I thought that's a hate boner. Well, that's because it's so <laughs> small, and it your is, mind and your mind mind is dirty. His name is Hans Hate Boner. <laughs> it's just missing the end. <laughs> you could mispronounce that. It's very possible, George. Yeah, that might be his new name. Yeah, and the midfield solid as well. Again, we don't need to tell you guys this. You probably know this. I mean, you watch enough um, soccer or you pay attention enough to know how some how good most of these players are. Although, De Young, I don't think he's been as great for Barcelona as Barcelona was hoping. Um, I think Davy Klassen is one of those solid guys. I think there's a, a lot of question marks about Barcelona at this point. Yeah. For this yeah. season, guys, just this season. Klassen's one of those solid guys that you can depend on. He's old. He's a veteran. And then, of course, you got one of them who, I don't know, seems to play a lot better for Paris Saint-Germain sometimes than he does for his own country, but that's just me. Um, forwards. Um, they've got a lot of forwards, so that means they're playing a 4-3-3, and they expect all these forwards to be able to play most of these positions, either out wide or up front, but you never know. You never know. That might change. But this is a lot of forwards to be bringing uh, during qualifying. So some of these guys are wingers. They're not really forwards. Sure. Um, Let's say, I'd argue, say about at least half or more are wingers. Yeah. Playing four three three. I think I think, yeah, exactly. I still think a heavy load's going to be on Memphis Depay. Sure. Um, and they're just going to kind of rely on him. Because, like, a guy like um, – Veghorst, who was so good at Wolfsburg, he's barely even been called up by this team over the years, regardless of how good he's been for Wolfsburg. And um, I don't know if they're ready to make that switch, but they do need to make sure they score some goals, right? Um, so we'll see what happens here. Bergvine had a nice uh, goal. Who is he? Who did who did he score against? Watch the highlight of it. Oh, did you? Uh, Denmark. Yeah. It's a nice goal he had there. I think you know you could see a flurry of these guys used, you know, throughout the World Cup because they're going to play aggressive. They, you know, it's really hard to say sometimes Louis de Gaulle's gonna what, what he's gonna do. But big Harry Jake, all these names sound like beers. I know, makes me thirsty. <laughs> I had a veg horse last night. 
I'm all out of it. It was refreshing. <laughs> I drank that a little too quickly, I think. All right. So those are the summaries of the team. I wish we could have done like, like I know Veghorst, right? Because I've been watching so much Bundesliga. I've seen him play so much. But I don't watch all of these guys because I don't really get Spanish access to Spanish. So I end up watching highlights well, of Spanish stuff. I guess I guess ultimately my issue is I I, I watch European soccer, uh, club soccer for the American players and I do teams too. that they're playing for. And I mean, I, I, I guarantee you I've seen just about everybody on this list play, but that I would never remember it. It would never stick my mind. There are certain names, obviously, that stick out. For Memphis me. Depay, anybody playing on Barcelona yeah. sticks out to me. Yeah, because I mean, I've watched so just, much, so many desk games. And, and like, I, I, when I, I, say, I watch, I watch a shit ton of Serie A, but I could not, I couldn't tell you these names. Yeah, they are not ringing out to me, and they, they may play, they may not play. But I mean, I, I would have, I have to dig down into it and look. I mean, I can tell you, Adelaide is a good the, team. They're yeah. one of the better teams in Serie A right now, so it makes sense that the, you know. But yeah, I'm don't I'm not a big Atlanta, Atlanta fan, so I'm not going to know the team like backwards and forwards. I know mm-hmm. Barcelona because I watch every game Des plays in, and so I, I when I said I don't have access to the league, that's a lie. I do. I well, just, that that's yeah. that's to my point too. I mean, I isn't know, it I all know, ESP, it's because of ESPN Plus, right? Uh, uh yes, Which, it is. I thought so. La Liga, yeah, yeah. I just but, pick the games I want to watch because Americans play on this team. But it's the same, it's, like I said, it's the same reason why I know Kroll because I watch yeah. Norwich play every yep. week. Well, every week that Sargent's playing, I'm watching the game. Yeah, and I mean, I already knew him anyhow um, from past. You know, he's been on um, other teams in the Premier League before, I believe. Click on him. I know he has because he's. This is not. He's. This isn't his first rodeo. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of what I thought. God, New, he, he was signed to Newcastle, but uh, no, 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 no. that was a long time ago. This is no spring kit. Uh, ah, there's a gap. I was looking for the gap. I'm like, where the hell did he get 160 caps in there? <laughs> there's a big fucking gap between those two right there. Yeah. And uh, hey, man, it looks like Newcastle might just survive. <clears throat> so they're going to get to spend all that big ass money they have now <laughs> next season in the Premier League. Which you know, people were wondering. Well, these guys are gonna stay out? I don't know. I don't know. It looks sketchy for a while. And by the way, did you see Stefan play this weekend? Uh, I didn't watch the game. No, my my weekend oh. my weekend was uh, destroyed. I had, I had to clear out my basement for the uh, contractors that can no longer finish my basement. Because mm. then they Easter don't... Sunday, so it's just because they don't like your face, or yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, all right. So let's take some questions because that's about. Oh, we're supposed to pick a win. I, we already picked our winners. Can we bring them up? Can we? That's still in the file, right? Somewhere, our picks for this group. Oh, let's, let's rehash that. It's an Excel-looking piece of shit that I gotcha, made. Gotcha. Um, with uh, lines and whiteness, and uh, I'm pretty sure we picked. Did we pick Senegal. Thought I did. I think that's one of the flippy floppy ones. We've got, we've got, was like got half this, I've got this pulled up right now. This is our knockout stage. We had Senegal and uh, Denmark or uh, no. Denmark, uh, Netherlands. No, the Excel form where I had Pete, you, me, yeah, 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 yeah. tact. Um, there's one right below it actually. Sam still hasn't done his picks. What's going on, Sam? 
When are you going to put out a show about your picks for each group? We can't get you into this Excel form, this extremely important cell form, Excel form until you do so. And FIFA hasn't done it either. Um, let's see. You had Netherlands, Senegal. I had Netherlands, Senegal. Only Pete and Tack had Senegal. Netherlands. I think I, I wimped out on that. Remember we had to flip coins? I think you won that toy, that coin toss, the first one. No, you picked, but you picked the Dutch also. Because this wasn't updated from our picks like that. Oh, well, then I'm an idiot. Because <laughs> I think I'm more I'm thinking about it, the more I think Senegal's going to win now. I really think they're the best team, the most talented team. Um, all right. Well, whatever. So I screwed up. Hopefully they don't flip a coin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who wins? Heads or tails? Tails. I win every so those time. are the picks across the board. You got Pete from 11 Yanks. You got Tack from Tactical Manager. Or his name's Filippo. You got Derek and Brett, us. You got Alejandro Moreno from ESPN, who gave all his picks. And then you got Vegas. And that could change, right? Like, let's say the best. Isn't like Vegas odds, like you bet? Uh, yes. Las Vegas? Las Vegas. <laughs> his first name is Los. His last name is Vegas. Anyhow. The, the, the thing is, that could change because there could be players that get hurt going into the World Cup, and that could change everything. You know, um, you could have a whole rash of players get some new sixth version of the Rona, and they can't play. What an important first match here. Yeah, that is the bomb, isn't it? I'm not missing that one. I'm watching that one for sure. I'm going to watch as much as I can. I just don't know where I'm going to be or you know what the situation in my life is going to be because uh, I'm going to leave Bloomington. I'm probably heading north because I do not want to live here anymore. Oh, nothing. No offense to Bloomington. I just yeah, lots of offense to Bloomington. I just all my friends live in Indianapolis. Why do I not live in Bloomington anymore? At a as a fifty year old man, what to stalk? Uh, you know, twenty year old girls? No, that's not something I do. <laughs> so I got to leave. I got to be around people my own age. The only thing there are in Bloomington right now are old people and young people and a lot of homeless people, too. It, it was funny because uh, a while back, uh, my sister was in the hospital um, with complications of a pregnancy. and We went down to visit her. Driving through Bloomington, my mom goes, is it weird being back here for you? Because I guess it's been a while. I'm like, eh, you know, I feel like, I, I feel like I'm here every couple of years. You know, it's, it's just so strange because a lot. I mean, these students look so young. Yeah, and uh, she goes, "Yeah, it's because you graduated about a decade ago." And I go, "Thanks for making me feel a little old, <laughs> dude." And the town—it's the face of it has changed so much too. Yeah, with all the high-rise buildings and apartments, and it's really kind of not the town I moved into of empty cement parking lots. But um, I'm glad that we found use for all that empty space after demolishing 50% of the downtown between the years 1948 and 1975 and eradicating some of the most beautiful architectural gems in the history of Bloomington's history <laughs> redundancy. But, you know, you know, after we did that, when I moved here in 90, 1990, 91, I remember walking uh, down along the streets of, of college Avenue and thinking, why are there so many fucking parking lots in Bloomington? Just like on each side of the road, parking everywhere, just parking lots, but no cars in them. Well, that's because 
from 48 to 75, they just demolished whole parts of town. They're like, oh, that shit's old. Screw it. It's a mansion. Tear it down. I don't care if it, that guy that was in there was almost governor of Indiana and led, you know, uh, a, a core during the Civil War. Tear his building down, too. Screw him. I don't care if it's an architectural piece of spectacular. Derek really loves the the boxy high rises now. There's no, I favorite, don't. favorite thing about the town. There are a few apartment buildings I do like that I thought were done well, but most of them are that Indianapolis looking crap, and it's just garbage. It's taking over uh, Noblesville and Fishers too. I know they got some real Doctor Seuss looking shit <laughs> up in Noblesville now. I'm like, what the hell is that? They're squeezing those things in. In crazy locations, like I would never have imagined them to do this stuff. But the problem, this uh, this is the Indiana part of our, our live stream, guys. I hope everybody, I hope all two of you are still watching this, uh, find this very interesting. But they didn't pay attention to what happened in Fishers, and they're going to have this congested shitstorm of traffic. This is not, through. yeah, this I mean, is not just, it's not just an Indiana thing, though. It's happening all over the country. Bad architecture. All over the country, bad architecture, like low effort, cheapest materials possible, just junk. They're putting up junk, and we're supposed to stare at it and go, "Oh, that's nice." No, that it's building's not nice. four stories high. It's it's bad <laughs> stuff. It's very thoughtless. It's like I remember um, this guy came with a plan to the commission that I'm on and said, um, "You know, here's my plan for this particular apartment complex." And I asked him what his architectural influences were for the design of the building. He said, he just he literally shrugged and said, I don't know. I'm like, I was really good at Legos. You, you don't have any influence as an architect being trained in architecture. You have no influences or people you look up to when you took all those goddamn classes. Jesus Christ. Anyhow, you're right. We'll get out of architecture and back to soccer. Let's take yeah, some perfect. questions. Netherlands and Senegal should make it out of the group, but I do have high hope for Qatar, especially after their Gold Cup performance. I mean, if you're a Qatar fan, you, I wouldn't see any reason not to have some hope for them. I mean, they've got three really good teams to play against, though. That's the only thing. And um, they're going to have to use every ounce of that support. Who scores more goals, Pulisic or Kane? In the game or just in the World Cup? Um, what do you think? I, th I think he's. I think he's probably referring to overall, not necessarily. Probably Kane. Kane Come, specific. Let's be real about this. Kane's a goal scorer. That's what Kane does. That's Harry Kane. Now he can't talk real well because he's got a big tongue, but he's still a fan. Don't take that for a lack of intelligence. <laughs> Don't take that as you know. He's dumb. He's not. He's a very high IQ soccer player. And probably one of the best center forwards in the league. And by the way, Pulisic doesn't play center forward, so I don't think he's. Gonna yeah, but he, but I mean, if if you're gonna have to pick a, a top goal scorer for the U.S., he may not be a, a center striker, but he's more likely to score than our nines. How about Haji Wright? <laughs> Maybe Haji Wright played well this weekend again. He's scoring goals like I, I'm, all, I'm all for, I'm all for giving him a chance uh, in these upcoming six games. Let's let's call him in. Nine is the one position that we literally have little to no idea. And if we know we know approximately who it's going to be right now, as of right now. But Jesus Ferreira, Pepe. Insert number three here. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's so wide open. 
Like, let someone blow it. Someone's going to blow a tire. Someone's going to have a bad season. Somebody's not going to get to play at all. So the stream took an odd turn. Brian, yeah. it often I, does. I, I blame the infrastructure of our cities for that one, too. Yeah. I mean, and not just our <laughs> cities. All of our cities here in the United States are turning into these little fucking Dr. Seuss caricatures with all their fucking weird. Anyhow, uh, a quick one, he says. A quick one? Who? What? I said this is, this is going to be a quick show, guys. So oh. we'll give us some questions. This is a quick one, he says. We're almost to an hour. Dude, this is the fastest 56 minutes of my life. I don't know what kind of stuff I'm smoking right now, but like it must have like crack in it because this is just flown by. Make an effort to understand British culture in it. In it. In it. Like it's everybody saying, isn't it? Just in it. You just need to learn a few things, like when you're Polistic, when you go to the bar, which he doesn't go to. The French doors of that chair is very British looking. I'm just saying that right now. Yeah. But if you go to a <laughs> bar and you're standing in line for the bathroom, it's not called a line. It's called a queue. So just know that. You have to put on a bunch of rubber boots to get through all the rain and mud. You're wearing, you're wearing wellies, not boots. Jose Reyes, $5. Architectural influence, the architect tail box. Tall box. Pulley needs a move. Haji Wright needs a call. Hell, American Sunday uh, League strikers should get a chance. So, anyhow, yeah, people are interested about architecture. I wrote a book about architecture. <laughs> you can find it. Just look up Derek Ritchie and Bloomington Then and Now. The book's out there. It's been out there. It might be sold out. Sorry if it is. I apologize. Just throw it up on Amazon. Let them publish it. Well, the book's been out for 11, 12 years, so it's gone. I can't imagine they have any more because, I mean, it's sold like, in Bloomington, it's sold like wildfire during Christmas and every holiday because uh, it's got a lot of photos of old Bloomington. People love that shit. They love it. Um, once again, appreciate you being back. Thanks again for the super chat. Yeah, we, we seriously missed you, dude. Like, <laughs> nobody was giving us any, like, money. Like, not at all. Derek was uh, Derek was willing to offer himself out for some super chats. <laughs> well, I was actually telling Brett, I'm like, yeah, maybe if people aren't going to give us any money, we shouldn't answer in their goddamn chats, you know, because I'm a vindictive motherfucker like that. Brett's like, no, 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 be friendly. I was just kidding. Yeah. I'm reeling him in. It's like, come on, dude. Did you see Polistic snap at the journalist after the game on Sunday? Yeah, we started the show with that. We covered that. Yeah, yeah. That was funny. Thoughts Hold on. on. Hold on. You need you need to remember to say their names, Derek. How Felthersnatch. <laughs> I can barely read it, but it looks like Howie, Howie Feltersnatch. Feltersnatch. <laughs> With his hand, generally. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, what else? Your foot? I guess you could do that if you're into that ugh, stuff. But, you know, I'm an anti-foot fetish guy. We've got, we already... Thoughts on Jurgen Megakoff, the German-Russian-American prospect at Bochum. Dude, I know a lot of motherfuckers, but I do not know this guy. I've got say. 333, and you're going to make me add 334 now. But thank you for bringing it up. I mean, I appreciate it because I don't want to track them all. I wish I knew who... The guy's got a German first name and a Russian last name. So and apparently a U.S. 
Oh. <laughs> he doesn't exist, according to Google. So, uh, yeah, I mean, who does he play for? Uh, Bochum. In, Bo- I know, but the U19, the U17s, Bochum 2, I don't know. Never heard of this guy before. And I do follow all of the U19 league and some of the U17s. So, I mean, unless he's like 12 years old there or 15 or whatever, yeah, I'm not going to have an opinion of him. I got to wait to see, uh, you know, him pop up to at least the U17s for me to notice. Do you see him in there? No. Well, apparently Bochum doesn't think much of him. Or if maybe he, he's just young. Maybe he is like 17, 18 years old. Or maybe that's one of those trick names we're just mispronouncing, and it's a gag. Jurgen Meg- Megakov? 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 It's close. <laughs> Thanks for bringing it up, though. I'll look into it now that you brought it up. I, I always appreciate when we get like the heads up about a new player. But I am like, God damn it, another guy I got to add to the Excel form. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Apparently he's 26. Uh, no one has heard of him. He's 26. That doesn't sound like a good thing. And Russia hasn't called him up yet. He must not be that good. Can't find him anywhere. Unless the spelling is just off. Yeah, sometimes. Does it that Jürgen need an umlau over the U? Jürgen. <coughs> is he even in? The roster? Yeah, let's check the roster. Current squad. Jurgen Makakov or whatever his name. Megakok. Megakoff, sorry. <laughs> if you're not a prospect, if you're 26, by the way, you're done. You're the you are the player you're going to be. At 26. Oh, he says he says just kidding, he's not 26. <laughs> huh? He's just kidding. Yeah, Casanova said he's kidding. Oh, okay. Come on, uh, Casanova. He must, be, he must be young. Must be super young because yeah, I'm not seeing shit from him at all. Uh, he has not come up on my U17 reports. He's not coming up on my U19 reports. I've never heard of this kid. He must be like 14, 15 years old. That's all I can think of. So if that's the case, I don't catch him until later. Because guess what? There are so many of them. That people are like, oh my god, Ben Lederman, he's in Barcelona. Well, Ben Lederman plays in Poland now. Are you happy? Yeah. He plays on one of the better Polish teams, but in his place, he starts, he plays a lot, but Ben what Lederman. We're, what we're talking better. about uh, um, with Hoppy and everything, going back, possibly going back to uh, MLS, um, another person on the list of uh, possibly heading to uh, MLS is uh, Shaq Moore. Well, he better because he he rode pine all all fucking ninety this weekend again. Where is it today? Still gets call up. Still got a call up. <laughs> Still got a call up. And you know this is a team that keeps winning without him as well. So they're at the top of the table. They, I mean, the coach just must not favor him. I mean, I don't know if he's given his nuts a rest or what, but you know he plays, then he doesn't play, then he plays, then he doesn't play. Apparently, he's going to go up with uh, he's going to go uh, partner up with uh, Zimmerman at Nashville. Why not? He's never going to play. If they get promoted, he's never going to play again for Tenerife. So I don't know oh, if they're going. Uh, they'll go out and buy some other players. Apparently, they're not sure who their you know right back should be. So this is the uh, this is uh, the new uh, ship posting that's going on in uh, on Twitter right now. People that are upset about stuff. 
Uh, apparently, the uh, U.S. Ghana game is going to be held in uh, in uh, Ohio. Mm-hmm. The new Cincinnati uh, Stadium. So, so people are like another one in Ohio. You know, Pacific Northwest gets jacked over on this one. Various other locations. I never got any of the World Cup qualifying. Well, Indy hasn't gotten one yet. Come on. Here's an idea for Seattle if they want one. Build a fucking stadium with real grass. Real actual grass. So they don't have to put grass over your your shit that you got going there. I mean, you get plenty of rain and sunshine in Seattle. I don't understand how you can't grow a nice field of grass. That mm, makes no sense to me. First. So let me try to go to that game. Yeah, I mean, I wish they'd spread it around too, but where are they going to do it here, Brett? They're going to do it at fucking no, they can't do it at uh, the Colt Stadium. That's not grass. Remember when we had the big ship, you just ship in reams of grass. No, it sucks because it all has creases, players get hurt and injured in that shit. It's a risky situation. You can't even do it at the Greyhounds, right? Be- boo, it, Jonathan, it, boo. IUPUI. Why? Because it's not real grass. Where are we going to play that game in Indiana? Where are we going to play it? You tell me where we're going to play Central it. North Central High School. On real grass. With what? The whole 10,000-seat stadium that they have? If that. It's not going to work. <laughs> All right? It's not going to work. So, I mean, we in Indiana, we can bitch and Butler play Bowl. all we want. But... It's well, five thousand people there. It's our own <laughs> fault that the idiots who built the uh, Colt Stadium decided they're going to go with this fake ass shit, which obviously FIFA looks down on. I mean, unless you're yeah. Russia, you have a real excuse. In Russia, it's hard to grow grass, grass year <laughs> after year after year. Good, you know, a good, a nice field well, we got, of grass. We got we got the glass roof. At Lucas Oil, I'm just kind of surprised. I mean, obviously, it's a uh, a finance and uh, uh, maintenance issue. So whatever they could they could have grown grass there. They could have. Or what? Um, what are the, the Arizona's? Was the Arizona Stadium that actually like like, uh, like the grass gets carted out, like literally, like just get, they get pulled outside, yep. and then whenever it's game time, it gets pulled back inside. Yeah, it's a total <laughs> thing. The whole grass thing goes underneath to get it out of the sun. It gets watered, then they put it back out, and they just sort of keep doing that process to keep that grass from getting too dry or too wet, and it grows, and it works. So, I mean, listen, people thought of lots of smart things. This, you know, Qataris think they can air condition a whole stadium in the middle of summer. Well, they figured out that's questionable. They're not real sure. So let's go ahead and just have the tournament in winter. So there you go. Aren't all those, some of those, those games, um, those playoff games between like New Zealand and um, those are in June, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. June and Qatar. So we'll finally get to see if those air conditioned outdoor stadiums work because the otherwise people pass out on the fields. Those guys are going to be sweating their balls off, man. <laughs> they are going to be dying out there. Trust me. They're going to have to do the water break every 10 minutes. Um. All right. We got any other questions? Because we're now an hour and seven in, and we're looking like this is a good, like, not an excessive show. Like, we did our job. Yeah, we bullshitted about architecture. It's it's the personal thing for me. Uh, I've spent a lot of time in my life dealing with um, 
city planning. So apologies if you don't like talking about city planning and architecture, but something I'm, I'm passionate about. Are we done? No more questions? No, that's all. That is all. All right. I want to thank everybody for liking, subscribing, sharing with grandma and all the other stuff that you do to support us. Um, really happy that Mr. Reyes is back. That guy, you light up my life. You make me whole. <laughs> Don't forget um, to check down the description all the links to our stuff outside of uh, YouTube. Oh, we yeah. Got we, got, we got the Patreon. We got merchandise. Lots of people buying shirts. So keep doing that, man. And I can't wait to see one live. Like somebody wearing one of them yeah. at a game somewhere. At a qualifier or a friendly or even Nations League. Whatever it is. And qualifiers yeah, are open. Absolutely. And on top of that, guys. Obviously, you guys have been active in the chat, but if you could also down below leave a comment, why not just you know possibly leave who you think how, how the teams are going to end up in Group A for you? Yeah, just listen. Why, yeah, know, one through four. Give us a little bit something. Let's keep sticking it to the algorithm because these live these live streams do pull in a lot of views, but our chat our our comment section tends to take a hit. Yeah, you can also this is the fun one. Like uh, name your favorite supermodel male or female or whatever from the 1990s and we'll reveal ours next show from the 1990s it can be male or female it can be either one doesn't matter i mean i'm kind of tempted leaning towards johnny depp but no he was on uh what was the show he was on during the 90s um oh it was a tv show where he was like an undercover cop at a high school or a school god damn it, i can't remember it but he was big in the 90s Really big. He's still big now, right? Oh, shit. There's that whole trial going on, too, right now. That's big in the news. I haven't really caught up on it. So I'll have to do that. All right. Until the next time on the street. Fabio? <laughs> I never got that. I never really understood the Fabio. His name is Fabio. He is fabulous. Yeah, I never got it. But I do like the commercials he later did making fun of himself. <laughs> I think that was awesome. So, uh, all right. Until the next time on Straight Ricard, thank you for all your support. We will have another show following this up because um, we're going to talk about some of the things that happened this weekend with American players abroad. Um, not really a report, report in the sense, but we're there. Are things happened, so we got to talk about. And um, until the next time on Straight Ricard, eh, see you later. <laughs>